This is like the second second one we've had in a row where I forgot to add us during the intro. <laughs> but what's up, everybody? Welcome to another Brew Jackets episode. I'm your host, Lance, at Hefty Duck on Twitter. And beside me, my wonderful co-host is Kevin, uh, likes the Blue Jackets. Um, and we have another co-host joining us here in a bit as well. Matt will be here in just a little bit. He had some things to take care of, some personal things. And speaking of personal things, Corpus Salo was unavailable for last the last night's game against Tampa Bay Lightning because he is currently uh, awaiting the arrival of his new child, uh, his first child, I believe. Yeah. And so that's pretty exciting. Good for good for him. That's a. Uh, that's exciting. I mean, a lot of the guys this year, I mean, we have on average one of the youngest teams in the NHL, and a lot of the guys this year are having their, their first kids. Um, I think Merz Leakins, Johnny Gaudreau, uh, and now Corpus Allo, So Merz Leakins had his kid last year. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, well, thanks for correcting me. I appreciate it. But, but, you know, it's still a young – it still kind of goes with the theme of every of people – having kids yeah it's really recent yeah and uh one has to wonder if that messes up their sleep schedule enough to affect their play i kind of joke but no 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 you could be onto something there you could be onto something there there's a bunch of them i mean hmm. um well in some other news we'll cover some uh some positive things for a second um so, well, uh, on a not positive note, Carson Meyer was injured in the last game. And he will not be back for like a six, while now. Six, six, four, to eight. six, six, six to eight, eight weeks. Yep. Shit. Anyway, he's been doing pretty decent lately too, yeah, right? He's a, listen, he's a good third, fourth line guy. You know, a little energy, a little depth offense, a little offense, a little defense that, you know, that's kind of, what you want for a third line, fourth line guy. And he was perfect for that. And he's a good story too, because he's an Ohio guy. He grew up living in Ohio, going to, Ohio. Going, yep. going to blue jackets games, loving the blue jackets. And then he played in the blue jackets, youth hockey program. And then, you know, he, his college hockey's at Miami of Ohio and then Ohio state. Then he gets uh, drafted by the Blue Jackets and plays for the Monsters and slowly works his way up to playing for the Blue Jackets. So stuff like that makes it a good story to have a kid like that play for the Blue Jackets. I'm looking at his minutes here, and it looks like um, something may have happened and bothered him since the Washington Capitals game because in the last three games, uh, Carolina, Washington, and Tampa Bay – his minutes went below double digits. Like he had at least 12, 13 minutes before then. But then I wonder if something. So I wonder if that, that game just like made whatever it was worse and he just right. couldn't return. Yeah. Um, we saw Pete go off. He got hit in the thigh and the inside of the thigh with a puck. That was, oh, that made me yeah. cringe. To make uh, it, and then to make it worse, now he does it get whacked with the puck. Stamkos falls down and falls down on kind of bums into him just to kind of like, you know, make it worse but you know he took some time getting better and then he came back in and finished the rest of the game to his credit oh i'm getting a little ahead of myself uh so to replace carson meyer currently the blue jackets are calling up from the monsters one of my favorite short kings 
Trey Fix-Wolanski. He has 5'7", so sorry if you think 5'7 is not short. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I like him a lot. He brings a great energy to the uh, uh, to the team. I mean, got a good shot, too. He can shoot it when given the can. chance. Yep. Pretty excited to see how he does here soon. Um, let's, uh, let's check out some stats real quick. He's played four games for the Blue Jackets this uh, this year. He has 10 games in the Blue Jackets total. Um where he has a total of 11 shots on the Blue Jackets. So um, he doesn't get like the most minutes. So, you know, you're not going to see like the major stats from other guys. Um, but he's a talented guy. He got his first goal last season. Last season. His dad was there to watch it. That was pretty. Oh, yeah. It was, it was cool. against the Capitals in Washington. The Blue Jackets won that game. And when they interviewed his dad, it was during the game, it was so cool. And his dad just has a great beard. And, you know, it, it was just and that and that that day he got the cappy and everything so it was just like a great moment for the Blue Jackets. Well, well, you know what's another great moment for the Blue Jackets? Um, who's been stepping up out of seemingly nowhere? Kirill Marchenko. He's been absolutely killing it this year, man. Hey, Sean Butcher, how are you doing tonight, man? Hope you're doing well. Just. Outstanding Krill Marchenko coming off a four-goal night this past Saturday as the hat trick in regulation scores a goal in the shootout to help the Blue Jackets win it 4-3 over Carolina. Scores another one last night. Just it's a small sample size, but he's been so good and so fun to watch so far. Definitely. And we'll we'll talk about this more in just a second. I just want to do a promo real quick while Sean's still here. He's just been so good and fun to watch. So on to the promo. Um so check it out. Tuesday, January 17th, 8 p.m. I am doing a live stream over on the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, and that is going to be Blue Jackets versus the Predators. That's why I want to say it while Sean was still here. He's a, he's a Preds fan. Um, and uh, that's where I'm. That's where originally he came from was the, uh, the THPN stream. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. That is our uh, partner. And they've yeah. been very good to us. Check us out okay. on... Tuesday, January 17th. But anyway, back to Kirill, Kirill Mar- Marchenko. So good. Um, so good. So he has the most amount of goals uh, in the least amount of games uh, or in the first, like, what, 16, 17 yeah. games? Yeah. He has the most amount of goals in 17 games than any other Blue Jack has Blue Jack has ever. Which is impressive. Very impressive. Currently, so there's a metric that is, like, goals per minute or goals per like it's like two hours. Yeah, I, saw, I saw that today. He's like he's a, over two goals per game or something like that. Sean, Sean says Lance, I won't be able to join because you'll be at that game. Man, ah, oh, that's all right, dude. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the game for sure. Yeah, I hear you. That's okay. <laughs> Way she goes. Um, yeah, and what? Uh, he's not a diamond in the rough. He's a diamond amongst other diamonds there. Like, I mean, he's yeah. what a. And the thing is, is that actually there's a lot of I I saw a video on him where they went back to a scouting report in 2018, and they said that this guy could, and a lot of scouting reports were saying that this guy could be potential to be good if everything goes right, and so far so good, everything is going right. And another thing is, Yarmo Kekalainen and after the 2018 NHL draft in a press conference said that he was debating about picking him or Liam Foody with their first-round draft pick that year. 
and it, came, and it was a really tough choice because he really wanted both. But it came down to he decided to go with Foodie. And then, luckily enough, in the second round, Kro Marchenko was still there. So they got him with the second round draft pick. And yeah, it took him a bit because he was over in Russia and those guys take longer to come <laughs> over. But generally speaking, those guys are well worth the wait because when you play in the KHL, you're basically playing in the Russian version of the NHL so that when you do right. come over, you're much more ready to play. And I'd say the four years that it took for him to get over here, totally worth it because he's been great. and just Yeah, because I mean, look at what he's done. Like He literally had a hat trick the other night. Yep. How many other hat tricks have it been this year? One? Was it Gus Nyquist, maybe? Mm. I thought there was one, and it was an empty netter hat trick. No. Uh, I, don't, I think he's the only one that's gotten the hat trick. Damn. Well, um, you're, you're good. Uh, Nyquist, he's the, this season when they beat the Blackhawks, he became the first player in Blue Jackets history to score two shorthanded goals in a game. That's what it was. That was a cool stat, though. That's pretty cool. Even though we lost. Still pretty cool. No, we um, won that game. That's the uh, game you were at on New Year's Eve. Oh, dude. Holy shit. You're right. Wow. Hey, Sean. Have a good night, man. Thanks for stopping by. Hopefully, we'll see you again soon, man. But Bye, like, bud. No, and he, you know, the thing about Nyquist is that he has two records for, for Blue Jackets history. He's the first Blue Jackets player in Blue Jackets history to score – on a penalty shot to win the game in overtime. He did that against Toronto in October of 2019. And wrecked Leafs. And then he's the first player in Blue Jackets history to score two shorthanded goals in a game when he did it against the Blackhawks. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, so we have... Uh... We have some uh, guys coming up for the Monsters that have been playing great for us. I mean, I've made the joke several times um, on stream, too, about how we're the Columbus Blue Monsters. Um, but they've, uh, you know, yeah, we haven't been winning a whole lot, but they've really been stepping up. And I love seeing the way that they've been developing and the way that they've been able to, you know, how they uh, how they play at this NHL level. Because, like, you know, we never like Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger never went to go play for the Monsters at all. No, and we're seeing the way that they're developing into very fine uh, players. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Kent Johnson. You know, he's been our center now for a bit. He was centering between, you know, like on second line with what Line and uh, Bemstrom. He, was that it, or was that he was he with Goudreau and Nyquist? He started it lower in the lineup, and then but once, earlier this year, yeah, but like recently and then, with and Boone, then, with Boone Jenner being out, he's oh had yeah, to, and then Boone Jenner goes out, and then he's basically Goudreau and uh, Line A, and then uh, someone got hurt, and then it bumped down to uh, him, Benstrom, and Line A, and then Roslovic with Line A and uh, Nyquist. And I know yeah. some people like to complain about Roslovic, but you look at the way Line's played, he's played much better with Roslovic than he has up on the first line. Yeah. And, you know, Boone's been a big, we've been missing him pretty big. Like, you know, a lot of people online are saying Boone's on a first line center, this and that. Like, maybe not. I mean, your captain doesn't have to be your best player, he's no. the best leader. That's the whole point, being captain. Let's see. Um, 
you know, but he's got a, he's out with his thumb for another at least two weeks, I think. Yeah, I think it's about two weeks. Uh, he's yeah. been out since December nineteenth, and I cannot wait till he's back. Dude. Oh, and we have someone else that happened. Something else that happened really early yeah. too. Eric Robinson. He got injured. That's why. Um, who who came in for him? He's out. Uh, he was out. Foodie, Liam Foodie came in for him. Yeah. So we had uh, we actually had. Oh, and how could I forget? Vladislav Gavrikov was out yeah. for the That's- game against Tampa Bay. Because he got whacked pretty good against the Capitals, a hit against the boards, and then that yeah, fuck Tom Wilson. Oh yeah, that guy. I absolutely hate him. See, like, like yeah, supposedly he's a nice guy off the ice, but like, I don't give a fuck, man. Like, I absolutely don't give a shit about Tom Wilson. I wish he wouldn't have played this entire like, not to be hurt or anything, but I wish he wouldn't have played this entire season. Like, we and, honest, and the thing is, is that you know the Blue Jackets had a pretty good player with Alexander Wenberg, and then in the 2018 playoffs, Wenberg uh, Wilson puts a dirty hit on Wenberg, and that that just pretty much kind of just ruined whatever he had because from changed his momentum out, in his career. He wasn't yeah. a very good player for the Blue Jackets. Um, He's been pretty uh, good for the Kraken though. Yeah, from He's, like an, from from an offensive standpoint, he after that hit, he wasn't very good for the Blue Jackets. He was very good defensively, but it's like that's not the guy that he was on the that the Blue Jackets were hoping for because he was coming off a 59 point season and right. could have been the guy that their number one center and then that hit kind of <clears throat> Kind of turned him yeah. into who, unfortunately. It's but garbage. That's Tom Wilson for it you. Is, he just yeah. doesn't care who he who he hurts. Like it's just it's ridiculous at, at some points, you know. Like and and like the thing is, is like he played one of those dirty hits that kind of got him in trouble because yeah. uh, Ryan Reeves, when he was playing out for the Golden Knights out in Vegas, he put a big hit on him and it was kind of a dirty hit. And like Wilson was all down on the ice and everything. It's like, you feel bad. But it's like the way you've been playing, you've been setting yourself up for someone to just do a shot like that or say, we can't do this anymore. And uh, Matthew Olivier came over to say something to Wilson. And apparently, so Wilson, this is, that was his first game back from being injured or whatever. Uh, I don't know. So, and so he was healthy enough to, to lay those hits and yeah. the skate and play, but he wasn't yeah. healthy enough to, to fight Olivier. What a pussy. Absolute mm-hmm. pussy. I, I could not care less about Tom Wilson. I said, I've been saying this for like literally like what, four or five years, ever since I really like noticed him as a player. And uh, he's just, he's, he's a dirty hitter. I mean, Marshan might be annoying and do like little rat shit, but um, dirty. they're like, I don't know of any other, player realistically that has like like oh i'm just very curious as to how many players she's injured like realistically and how the you know the safety board of the nhl does not um do something about it because uh like that's really it was a clean hit sure that doesn't mean it was it had to be that hard you could have gotten the same exact effect from like three quarters that amount of speed and not injure our player and oh so Another good news, Mr. Nick Blankenberg's coming back soon. Wonderful. I'm excited. I, I, I'm, I'm going to love having two short kings if we have them at the same time, Nick Blankenberg and uh, Trey Fix-Wolanski. It'd be awesome having them on the ice. Uh, I think they would bring a crazy energy between the two of them. I really do. Um, the ice. Uh, I think cool. Um, okay, so 
we'll keep her going with some decent news here. Uh, David Yurchek, uh, which, okay, he showed out big, what we talked about for the uh, uh, IIHF World Junior Championship. And now he has been uh, named uh, the Monsters AHL, AHL All-Star, which is pretty cool. 19 um, points in 20 games. Yeah, that's insane. Um, so the, the AHL All-Star is going to be February 5th to 6th at uh, Place Bell in Laval, uh, Quebec. Quebec. And um, he's, he made two appearances this year for the Blue Jackets, but the Blue Jackets didn't want to burn out his um, contract. Yeah, yeah, his contract and like possibly even like, you know, just um, like have to put him on waivers then to send him back up and down, right? Because they want to keep him, <laughs> which what? Right. You get because you get nine games to play with them, and if it's over the nine games, and you lose a year of that contract, and so, most teams don't do that, so they send them, so they send them back down. We might see them at the end of the year more, you know, since like they, they have all their games ready, and you all see more young guys at the end of the year too, which is pretty cool. Right, um, gives you something to look forward to. Um, I mean, you see stuff like that with baseball too, where like. Maybe it's a guy who probably deserves to, you know, make the team out of spring training, but for contract reasons, they send them down for the minors for like two weeks, and then they bring them back up. Conditioning, and yeah. And I then, mean, Jonas, Jonas did that. Yeah, and then and then they save a year off the con, you know, off the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this is a tweet from Kobe Mayer. I mean, he wasn't tweeted at me. I'm just little boomer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. They were, they were, uh, he's a uh, little boomer says waivers won't come into play still on his ELC. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. As, uh, you know, they probably are sending him down to keep that, like, um, keep that, uh, the contract, the contract and everything, you know, the nine games he has to play. Um, so yeah, here's a tweet from Kobe Meyer. It says, uh, out of the 11 skaters currently on the ice at CBJ practice. Eric Robinson and Boone Jenner are the only two players wearing red, no contact jerseys. Nick Blankenberg, who hasn't played since November 10th, is not wearing a red sweater. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's good that he was playing, uh, you know, at practice with so, full contact, everything. So pretty one dope. probably assume that he either gets in Thursday or Saturday. Well, that doesn't mention anything about Gavrikov. So I'm assuming that, like, since he wasn't mentioned, that like he's there as well, maybe. Unless he's like on IR, which I don't think it. I, from what I'm reading here, uh, he is not on IR. He's just out currently. Even he could just be but, hanging out at practice watching because that's what Voracek has done this season. Has done. I've heard uh, recently that Voracek will be heading back home to spend time with his family yep. um, and to heal up. And I I wish the best for him, dude. It's one of my favorites. Um, you know, he was drafted by the Blue Jackets, and he comes back here to play for us, does, does really well. Um, and then, you know, those head injuries aren't, are, are no joke. Like, there's just nothing. You can, you can heal a bone. You can heal um, elbows, shoulders, knees. But, like, when it comes to your brain, I mean, you just got to do what is the safest thing for you to do, especially when this kind of shit comes up. Um, but to get back to more positive things, Tim like Bernie. Yeah, Tim Bernie, first goal, great to see, great shot. Something yeah. to always remember, scoring on one of the best goalies in the NHL. Absolutely. First goal for him, and he's been uh, he's been in quite a few games recently. Let's check out exactly how many. 
Um, I can bring this up. Tim Bernie, he's played 17 games for us so far. Uh, he's only had one goal, which is great because, he, I mean, he's a defender. So um, really cool to see. Really cool to see. He's been playing well, for, uh, you know, for most of the season. Uh, when I saw him in person, like the first time I saw him on the ice, uh, I was there in person. And from my vantage point, it seemed like he was a little too close to the play on the offensive side sometimes. Like he needed to be more up at the like the point, like up at the top of the ice. Um, but um, since I've been watching him more recently, like on, on TV and on uh, yeah. in other games I've been to, um, I feel like that's uh, that's changed. You know, I probably watch some films. The film coaches are there to, you know, help all this stuff and yeah. whatnot. So pretty cool. Um, Daniel Tarasov was also injured at one point, but they sent Jet Greaves back down to the Monsters. So I'm pretty sure Tarasov will be in for Corpusalo as backup. Um, so let's talk about Elvis Merzlikens for a sec. Much better so recently. Very much. And ups and downs happen. You know, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. No. Um, all we see is the end result. And, yeah, his save percentage currently is 0. 0.85, about 0.865. That's literally the worst in the NHL. Literally, like, on the very bottom. Um, his career is still, you know, 0. 0.907. So this this – Season has not tanked his career stats that much yet. No. Um, you know, uh, man, I just really, uh, I just really hope that um, he can he can regain uh, regain from the last few games. He's only had uh, one uh, one game with a uh, over nine save percentage. It was a point nine four seven. That was against Washington, and we lost. And it was absolutely the flukest goal I've ever seen. Bounces off the skate and then of Tim Bernie, unfortunately, yeah. and it went in through the five hole, yeah. which was absolutely um, unfortunate. Like I don't think he could have even moved out the way. I don't think he was going to kick it by on purpose or anything. No. I think he was just it just he was there, and um, we lost. Uh, CBJ lost that game one zero. That was the only goal scored the entire game, right? Yeah. I didn't, was, I didn't even see it because I was in Wisconsin that day hanging out with my Wisconsin family. Wisconsin. And, and we were dri driving back down to get home, and we I just pulled, got downstairs to my computer and turned it on. It's like, oh, they're already down one nothing, and I didn't, that was it right there. And honestly, that game, you can't, can't – and, uh, and uh, you said it on the Blue Jackets Twitter page, which is – you can't really be too – I mean, like, you don't like that they lost, but you really can't be too upset about that game because my minus that goal, they played pretty good and they had their chances. So Yeah, and Elvis looked, was on fire that night too. Yeah. I mean, if not for that fluke goal that both uh, both uh, goalies would have – it would have gone to OT 0-0. Like, um, I really loved what the glimpses of greatness I saw out of the Blue Jackets that, that night. Um, as well as the um, game against the previous game before then, uh, mm -hmm. or the one against Carolina. Um, so yeah, I mean, people can get mad about him. People can say he sucks, this and that. But in all reality, the best solution, in my opinion, for the Blue Jackets, because they're paying him the money, yep, is to 
we're, we're already losing the season. We, we're, we're 100% not making the playoffs. We don't have a single chance at this point. We're mathematically ruled out. Not officially out yet, but I understand well, what you're getting at. But if you go look at the graph, we're not even on the graph anymore. Until we're at a 0.0 chance. I get um, that, but listen, and I, and I agree they're not making it, but until they're officially out, there's still that chance, even if they're not. Well, I mean, the point being is like the season isn't the greatest um, at this point. So right. my like, who, like, like, not not that I want to lose, and not that I want to tank. I don't think tanking no. is a is a good option. Um, but you have a little bit of leeway. It's like, well, yeah, we lost another one, sucks. But like at the end of the day, we're paying Elvis Merzlikens over five million dollars, and yeah. he needs to play that. He needs to earn that. And also, like, we need to get, like, he, 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 he released, like, a letter, right? Or, like, a, he released a post out to the social media where he was saying, like, you know, I, I've been down this year. It's not been good uh, got, and whatnot. He got um, asked about it in the press conference, and that's where it came from. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm trying to find the uh, the exact quote here. But, um. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's, we know it's been rough. Everyone knows it's been rough for him. If we can get him back up to snuff. Oh, here we go. All right. I'm going to, I might as well just read the whole thing for anyone who hasn't heard this yet. This is, uh, he was asked uh, about regaining confidence or something. And Ellis Merzlikens said, this year overall, it's a huge life lesson for me, I feel. This is what uh, I'm living is inside. It's disgusting. Trust me. The feeling is not nice. It's probably, not probably, I'm going to take out the probably. This is the worst season of my career up until now. Especially during the summer, He worked. I worked my ass off. I was getting ready for the season, and I wanted to be the difference, and I wanted to bring the team as far as I could, and it happened opposite. There is nothing to hide. I sucked at my job. I legit sucked. And then again, injury, sickness, injury, sickness, COVID again. Like it's still a thing. Like it's still a thing is what he said. Sorry, there's a comment there. Now, the most important thing the rest of the season is to, is get that focus. And I don't know if it's a bad word. Get out of the shit. <laughs> nice. I mean, it's uh, it's not nice feeling, neither for myself and neither for my teammates. Trust me, we're here to win. But again, it's not working out. Something is wrong. I don't know what is wrong. Just uh, I'm always the one guy who is going to blame myself first. This is like my mom told me. In a disgusting and negative situation, there is something positive. Just find it. I'm trying to find that positive and follow the words of my mom. And for him to come out blatantly and say, let's end the quote, by the way. I'm yeah. going to read the quote. For him to come out and blatantly say, I, I sucked at my job. There's nothing to hide. I legit sucked. Like, um, that takes some balls, you know, like, like to like admit that, especially in front of, you know, management, fans, everything like that media it's like it's like well yeah everyone sees it anyway yeah yeah, he said it's his worst season up until now and so if it's his worst can only go up from here right (laughs) but i don't don't see benching him any much more this season unless he's hurt or sick um or just to give him a break because um he's the top goalie we need him out there um he's working his ass off to be as good as he can and he Get, we need him in NHL minutes, you know, to get back up to NHL standards, you know, yeah. um, you know at least not bottom of the league standards and whatnot. So, so per 
HerMoneyPuck.com. There's goals for 60 minutes, and currently Krill Marchenko is the leader with 2.53 goals per 60 minutes. Damn. Yeah, he's over Tage Thompson, who got a new record against the Blue Jackets. Um, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. That was rough. Um, yeah, what, what other major events has happened recently? Um, well, so the Blue Jackets were supposed to play a game back in December against the Sabres, and then it got canceled because it was just way too cold in Buffalo to the point to where it kept them in Buffalo and they couldn't get out of Buffalo to get to Columbus for the game. And then they said, well, we'll schedule it for a different time. And today we learned what that different time was, which is April 14th is that day when the Blue Jackets are going to play that game yeah. against the Sabres that they were supposed to play back in December. It also pushes back the end of the Blue Jackets season because they were supposed to have their season end on April 13th against the Pittsburgh Penguins, a home game. But now, as it currently stands, the Blue Jackets season will be will be pushed back a day later, or it's scheduled to end on April 14th, another home game. So and we'll have back-to-backs to end the season. Back-to-backs, and I saw that, and I'm, I looked at it as a you know potential uh, Columbus trip idea. Oh, and then I saw uh, that the Reds were in town that weekend on that Saturday, and I'm like, ooh, two Blue Jackets games and a Reds game. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that, that trip. Hockey and two hockey games and a baseball game. Yep. I'm, nice. I'm gonna, I'm That'd be pretty that. cool, man. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I did that last, last April. I did a Reds game, a Blue Jackets game, and a crew game. And that was the, one of the most fun times I've ever had. Nice. More more recently. Well, so maybe cool. I'll have to get tickets to the uh, that game. Yeah, uh, which which game do you think? Do you think both CBJ games or April? Like, just let me know whenever you do. I'll I'll, I'll try to get a ticket too for that. Oh uh, um, no, because like if I'm doing it, I'm getting tickets to both the Thursday and the Friday, and then I'm, oh, okay. down, I'm going down <laughs> to Cincinnati to see the Reds play. Cause... Right on. Well, yeah, maybe like maybe we'll have to get the uh, all the hosts together there or something. Um, I try yeah. to get everyone together here, uh, the people who are in Ohio, to come with me to. Uh, tomorrow's game but it's a weekday game i yeah. was I was only able to get one friend convinced to go with me because it's like an hour and a half drive for me yeah. an hour 45 yeah. minutes and um you know he 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 does like long distance uh driving so he's not he's gonna be completely off work by that 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 day yeah. and um yeah no one else could make it my dad couldn't make it um yeah so i went to twitter and Originally, I was going to try to do like a giveaway on like the, the Brew Jackets thing, yeah. but um, ah, little boomer uh, CBJ says you can always come hang out with our group, dude. Yes, they're good yeah, people over at um, our bar, right? Yes, at our bar, they're good people, they're fun people to hang out. I've done it many times, it's just a great time, fun time. So, got it, and got it. uh. Yeah, so I, I ended up I, I was thinking about doing a giveaway. Then I was like, well, they're free tickets. I don't want to like profit off them in any way, really, like even gaining followers or whatever. So I put it on my personal page, and um, I'm currently there's gonna be uh, the guy who got them from me. His name was EJ 
I don't know. I don't know if he wants to call him out completely because his profile is like super private. So I'll just call him EJ. Um, yeah. Is the guy who got um, got the tickets. So I'm gonna be sitting next to him and uh, one of his friends or whoever um, tomorrow. That's gonna be super fun. I'm gonna be in section 105, which is pretty pretty decent. It's lower bowl. Yeah. Um, I kind of prefer front row upper, upper bowl, but it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe I'll have to go check out our bar. I don't think that we're going to be able to leave early enough this time, but maybe we'll stop in for a drink afterwards or something too. Uh, yeah. We shall see. I, I I know I know you can't have it because I know you got the diet issues and everything, but you could ask the person to. So who's ever oh, with yeah. you, or you could just you know. Maybe snoop on someone if they're if they have you know Union Soldier and take a look at the beer can. I'll get a selfie with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Anyways, but, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Um. So uh yeah that's about so let's talk about the Canes tomorrow. So we've beaten them once. I feel like they're gonna come physical. They're gonna come fast. <laughs> come and then <laughs> they're gonna. Uh, Sorry about that, anyone who's listening. Yeah, I'll yeah. finish that in a bit. Little Boomer says we have uh, meetups at the Canada intermissions too. Oh, dope. dope. Well, maybe, maybe intermissions are fun too. I always do that when I'm at the Blue Jackets game. It's, I do it at the first period. Great time talking to people, have a fun time, and then I go back up to my seat, which is usually in the lower bowl. And then the second intermission, I just walk around the concourse a couple times and then go back. To Get the blood seat. moving. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So the one thing, uh, we'll talk about nationwide here for just a second. Um, the one thing that bothers me about the lower bowl is simply just the amount of leg room. Uh, on the upper, uh, in the upper bowl, well, usually I try to get front row anyway. But yeah. like when I don't, you have a little bit more leg room in front of you. Not like a super ton, but um, your knees aren't hitting out, hitting the um, the back of the chair in front of you, which happens in the lower bowl. And I get it. And it's colder in the lower bowl. See, I haven't noticed that. I've sat in the lower bowl before, but I, I guess I haven't noticed Yeah, that. I always dude, I always regret not wearing my beanie there. I always end up in like a baseball cap or something. Yeah. And uh I had to put my my hood up. And uh yeah, I've noticed that because I like so me and my friend we're currently sitting around like we've gone to like seven or eight games, maybe more this season. We're we're sitting there, like around the whole arena basically to figure out where we want to get our season tickets for next year. Uh, yeah. We're going to split them. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think we're pretty well dead set on uh, on the upper bowl. It's like section like uh, like 206, 207, 208, somewhere, where they have like this plexiglass in front of the front row. And there's like the handicap rows right behind you, so no one's like up against your back of your neck or anything, and yeah. there's plexiglass in between. And yeah. I like those seats a lot. You can see all the action. Um, yeah. You have this, the least amount of people uh, close to you. <laughs> I, I, I like people, but like, you know. It's just, a credit to how they built Nationwide Arena because there's really no bad place to sit in that place because I've sat upper deck as high as you can go and had a great seat. And I've sat like lower deck about, let's say, five row, five, ten rows up and it's had a good view. Yeah. Well, I've been in there too. The views are always great. I was up in the nosebleeds for that Tampa Bay sweep game, the last one. I got tickets last minute. So it was the only ones left we could find. Yeah. And we could see everything up there. I mean, it wasn't it's, bad. 
and I've seen the so I, you know I got to uh, visit uh, or I got to um, stay in or watch from uh, a suite this year, which is absolutely one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. The first time and possibly last time yeah. I'll ever be in a suite because like that shit's expensive and like but yeah. it was so cool. Honestly, See? the what's worth it the most to me was that we had our own private bathroom. Then mind you, we did not pay for this. This was free. Right. We got upgraded um, by the ticket lady who we're working with and stuff, you know. And uh, so it was just me and my family for a bit. There's four of us. Oh, it was such a nice time. I love that. But yeah, I sat in the suite back in the April 2019. And the only reason we get to got it because in October 2018, at the Columbus trip, I saw the Blue Jackets play and a game watch party. At our mm-hmm. barn. and at the game watch party at our bar, my dad won tickets, and it was oh. a game against the Bruins on a Tuesday in April. So, like, we went and 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 it just so happened that that also that around that time, my grandma and grandpa were selling their house down in Florida, so like mm-hmm. they needed help packing up their stuff. So, what happened was we bought a plane ticket from chicago to fly down to columbus saw the game and then the next day we flew down to florida helped my grandma and grandpa pack their stuff up and my grandma and grandpa got on a plane to fly back to illinois and we got in uh their car and drove all their stuff back up to illinois uh, that's and rough was is, that like a like a whole 24 hour drive or something like that we we sprawled it up into three days it was like okay. eight it was like yeah, like eight hours each day. So like we stopped in Georgia and that, that day we, I remember all watching, those states down there are so like long North and South wise. Oh, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it feels I've made like, that trip several times. From Ohio. Like you're, you're in there, you're in there. It feels like you're in there for, for a bit. And like the jo- and Georgia stinks too. <laughs> like literally smells bad. You know, I can't say too much about Georgia because when I was in Georgia, that was the, it was, that was the day when the Blue Jackets uh, punched their ticket to the playoffs in 2019. They beat the Rangers in a shootout. And I was in the hotel room and, like, I had to be, like, really quiet because it was kind of late at night. And, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. And, like, uh, my dad was sleeping because he had to get up early the next day to drive. But, like, yeah, there's that. And then oh, we stopped in we stopped in Nashville the next day. I saw where the Predators played. Then we – you know, went stopped in like Southern Illinois and then we finished up the drive home the next day. But like the suite itself was pretty cool itself. You know, it was a pretty cool seats and everything. And, you know, like, you know, Hey, it, it, like you is probably once in a lifetime opportunity, probably not going to get it again, but, yeah. but still pretty cool. You know, yeah. it is that if you have the chance to do it, I would say do it. A hundred percent. And, you know, so I don't mean to change the topic oh, from nationwide because there's so many wonderful things we could talk about there. But um, I will definitely try to make it to the can during intermission, shake some hands, take some pictures. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I just remembered something. So uh, for anyone who's listening or watching, just so you're aware, I had no show notes for tonight. I didn't write a single thing down. I've been really busy. So we're just kind of winging it. Yeah. So that's why we're a little bit scatterbrained. But, you know, it's cool. Sometimes um, it works. We talked about the AHL All-Stars, but we didn't talk about the NHL All-Stars. Did Johnny we talk about the last Johnny G, let's go. 
So um, Johnny G is the the person picked by the NHL committee to um, participate in the Metro Division of the All Stars. Uh, there are twelve more uh, to be voted in, and um, you can vote them in at uh, ESPN.com. And um, excuse me, keep bourbon. And uh, so I'll tell you my three because you were to vote in two skaters and a goalie. So. Um, I voted for Patrick Laine. This one might be interesting to some people. Vladislav Gavrikov mm-hmm. and Jonas Corposalo. That was my three I voted in. I submitted 10 votes a day for the last, like, half a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what they allow you to do. You can, you know, they give you 10 votes uh, a day. Good choices. And so that was my. What, what would be your choices, Kev? If they were any different from that, which, you know, because Vladimir Gavrikov may not have like, the amazing best stats on the team, but he is one of, like, our currently, our, our currently our best defenseman. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Corpusalo is a good pick. Gavrikov, I agree with you there. He's a good pick. Ooh. Little Boomer says uh, they voted Bemstrom, Gavi, and Corpy. And then they pulled Bemmer off the ballot. Ah. That sucks. I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw you post about that on Twitter, man. That's bummer. He did. He did That's a bummer. Because <laughs> uh, that on Twitter. Bemstrom. Oh man, you cracked my shit though with that. Um, he's he's a he's a fantastic player in my opinion. But um, uh, actually, let's see. Let's check out his stats here real quick. So he's currently ranked 12, 12th in points, tied for twelfth in points with Kirill Marchenko and Vlasov Gabrikov. So uh, he plays center. He's been uh, pretty decent at that. Uh, he's got five assists, four goals for a total of nine points. His plus minus is zero. That's good. Only has one penalty. Uh, well, wh- he has one power play goal, which is not very common amongst the rest of them. So pretty good year. Pretty good year for Bemstrom, actually. Um, you know, I, the analytics I, say that. With about Bencham, the analytics that he's one of the better defensive forwards, yeah, that they in the NHL, so that's good, you know. That so that's not necessarily surprising that he is he has a good plus minus, yeah, right. No, that makes sense that he'd actually back check, like, unlike some of them. So, um, we're getting close to end time here, I like ending around 45 minutes, but um, see, but Krill <sighs> March. Krill Marchenko's four goal night has added him. Well, the shootout. And then Kent Johnson's shootout. Oh my God. That blew my mind. The fake over the goalie. Absolutely cool to watch. Uh, There's replays of it all over the internet. I encourage you to check it out if you missed it. Um, What a. He's fifth in points on our team right now. Kent Johnson is. The Cappy um, list now reads Nick Blankenberg, Johnny Gaudreau, Danil Tarasov, Jonas Korpisalo, Vladislav Gavrikov, Sean Corraling, Danil Tarasov, Jonas Korpisalo, Vladislav Gavrikov, Krill Marchenko, Jonas Korpisalo, and Krill Marchenko. <laughs> Hell yeah. And 12, um, the Blue Jackets got 12 wins, and 10 of those wins are, uh, are home, and two of those are on the road. Yeah, buddy. And um, so the the only thing is too though. Um, so oh yeah, we're waiting on Chinikov's return. I can't wait for him to get back. Fantastic player. But as I've brought up on multiple times before in other podcasts, 
Um, now, maybe it's for development. Maybe it's so they don't get hurt. Maybe it's because they're a little bit smaller than the other guys. But, um, I mean, Kent Johnson's number five with, in points. Literally tied with Line and Nyquist for points. Now, Line has, like, a lot less games because he was injured. But um, Kent Johnson is not tied with them in minutes. He is He has... 13 minutes, 45 seconds, which is uh, almost six minutes less than Line and about five minutes less than Nyquist, which I get in a way because he's small. He does get pushed around out there quite a bit, which I hate to see. Um, But at the same time, he has 18 points. He's tied in third with Nyquist, who's played 40 games. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, but Line has played 25, so he has 18 points, you know. But, but Nyquist has. You know, forty games, and Ken Johnson has thirty-seven, and they both have the same amount of points, and very, very off on time. Which I think it's been a little bit better, better, a little bit better lately. Um, I, I I hope that we get to see a little more of them, and I'm pretty sure towards the end of the year, maybe we'll we'll see some more of them then too. Something um, I think a good quote that uh, Brian Larson said a couple weeks ago, which is is that. Everyone wants to say, oh, play the kids, do this, do that, which, okay, there's some truth to that. But yeah. he said, which is which I agree with, which is you have to be careful with this. You have to be careful with the development. You have to be, you have to be knowing that they have to be ready for this. You cannot just throw them out there because if you do it and it goes wrong, you're throwing them to the wolves and it can really screw up their development and their confidence, and you don't want that to happen. So you want them to make sure that they're ready, and when they're ready, they'll shine, and that's what's happened with Kent Johnson. They didn't give it to him all of it right away. They let him ease him into it and earn some more time, and he's proven that he can do that, and he's gotten more ice time because of it. The Blue Jackets did the same thing with Pierre-Luc Dubois, they didn't throw him at once, once you know, first line center right away. They For 20 minutes a game, <laughs> you know. right? They gave him fourth line, third line minutes just to ease him in there, and then they say, "Okay, this guy can play." And then they bumped him up to the first line, and then basically, like nine, he was basically first line center. Other than that one time when they tried to play Matt Duchesne up there, and it it was okay, but it, he was better on the second line, so they bumped Dubois. Back on that first line with Atkinson yeah. and Aaron, which was just so good. What a so, what a great year that year was. Too. So like, I mean, those few years where we had before, like the restart is what they're calling it, not a rebuild, I guess. Restart. Yeah. You know, Sounds about the same to me. Well, um, well, then also on the flip side of that, if you end up playing, you end up playing the young guys, then there's people out there bitching like, why why is Gaudreau only getting like 13 minutes? Well, that's a fair question because he is like points leader one of the best on our team but we also don't know what's going on behind closed doors with him too maybe there's like a, maybe his toe was bugging him or like his wrist or something and they yeah. want to you know make and, it worse uh, that game and on top and on top of that did do people watch the game because if you watch the game last night you would know that the blue jackets had five penalties and when you are in that situation you have to play a certain way which is you have to kill those penalties and play a more defensive style game and in that situation, you're going to play the guys who are better than that. And Johnny uh, Gaudreau is not, you know, he's more of an offensive guy, and you're not going to throw him out there on the penalty kill. That's just how it is. So he's going to play less. On the flip side of that, if you're in a game with Blue Jackets, have like five power plays, 
then you're going to play Johnny Gaudreau more and the defensive guys aren't going to play. That's just kind of how it is, you know, and some people, it's no disrespect to them, but they don't necessarily get, you know, get that. And I tweeted this out on Union Blue Soldiers today, which is, you know, you know, that they say a play that, oh, this guy doesn't play enough. He shouldn't play. And at the moment you play, they say, oh my God, that, that guy, they're playing him that, that guy too much. Why are they doing that? And stuff like that. And it's like, you just can't play him enough, play him too much. You just can't win with these people. It's like, come on now. You know, know, this isn't my absolute favorite metric to use because there is some exception to it. Because usually the most average time on ice has the big, has the lowest plus minus. Um, But um, do you want to guess who has the highest, or I'm sorry, the, the lowest plus minus right now currently? It's Johnny Gaudreau. So although he has the, uh, you know, tied for the most goals with Jenner right now, um, he has the lowest plus minus because, and part of that I think is just not like, no, there's, there's less defense when he's on the ice. Yeah. You know, kind of same with, uh, with line. Let's look at line. real quick. Uh, and the thing is too, with Johnny Gaudreau, it's not, he doesn't have like 23 minutes like Gabrikov, but he's got 19 minutes out there. You know, on average, every time on ice. Uh, the other night was an exception. But, um, yeah, yeah, he's not a defensive player. He's not meant to be. We're not asking him to be. It's just the fact that, you know, um, he's out there. Now, <laughs> the other the other, the other lowest is Sean Corrali. <laughs> That's unfortunate. And see, which is why it was so, it's so important to have a guy like Boone Jenner with Johnny Gaudreau because he was so good and Boone Jenner – is more defensively responsible, a guy that can win those face-offs, but also can do the dirty stuff along the board yeah. and get the puck back to Jenner, or I'm, I'm sorry, back to Gaudreau or Line A or Johnson who, or whoever else is on that line, and then Jenner can park himself in front of the net, and if there's a rebound, he can jam it in or puck bounce off his stick and go, go in and do the dirty stuff like that and help with the more defensive stuff, which helps Gaudreau and Line and whoever. So that's why it was good to have Jenner with those guys because they were doing so good. Yeah, I miss him. Because, yeah, that's the thing, too. He was He's very strong. He's able to, like, like if people were pushing around, you know, Johnson or, or Gaudreau. Have you ever noticed Gaudreau rarely gets hit? Because He avoids contact so well. In part because he's so fast, but also so small, because so then he's able to squeak through those holes. Yeah, he's just—he's so agile. You know, he's able to like get around people before they even know it. Um, so, uh, all right, let's end up with this real quick. I just got one last stat for you. Um, so, Kirill Marchenko's shooting percentage—he has so- nine goals and twenty-eight shot attempts. Holy shit! His shoot his shooting percentage currently is thirty two point one percent. Like what a what a g! Like I'm sure like that's you know over time it's still like not who knows. I mean I'm assuming it's gonna go down a bit as it does. Like Johnny Gaudreau's shooting percent is like ten percent, but he yeah. also has the most shots on goal on the team. Yeah, one hundred and four. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to, I just I'm so excited for to see more of this guy, uh, more of this kid, uh, Kirill. And honestly, and, uh, the last time we saw a percentage of that high with the Blue Jackets was the 2016-2017 season when 
for a good chunk of that season, the Blue Jackets have a power play percentage of like 31%. Shit. Dude. What? I totally forgot to do an ad read. Okay, do it now. We'll do it at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Little Boomer says, uh, Marchenko is also number one in the league in goals per 60 minutes. Yeah, 2.53 above Cage Thompson. Above uh, so like quite a few other like top name, like top names, like wow, um, you know normally I'm supposed I'm like according to like you know the, the um the part our partner like we're supposed to read these mid roll but um so sorry if we're gonna do this we'll pop back in for a second tell you when to f- where to find us next time and we'll do our sign off but um do a little ad read. Uh, <clears throat> this is not NHL. This is going to be talking about the NFL. So, the NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl Fifty Seven, new customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Uh, action so good. Why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Um, let's look up some odds real quick. Because uh, Bengals I got a big game this Sunday. That. Yeah, what are, what are the Bengals' odds right now? Um, they're currently a negative 6.5 favorite against the plus 6.5 uh, Ravens. So there you go. Uh, Bengals are favored by uh, quite a bit here to to win on Sunday, and I, I don't I don't doubt that for any reason. But good day, baby. Uh, Let's go Bengals. <laughs> uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet five dollars on any NFL and get two hundred in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. If you use DraftKings, use our code. It helps. Uh, Helps our, our, you know, the THPN, which in turn helps us out greatly, giving us um, some great tools to help bring a uh, a better um, podcast to you guys. And uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we can end it here soon. Um, so we're uh, we'll be back again. Uh, we'll probably do an after dark episode at 10 p.m. on Saturday, and then um, next Wednesday, I believe we'll be back to like our kind of usual like maybe like six o'clock but like maybe seven because okay so on wednesdays they have been doing the skate places on on twitter and i like listening to those yeah, and so blue yeah the blue jackets like uh, i think it's dylan tire and um, bob mckelligate like they had um they had a good branson on today i think no no see that was the or, inside edge that's a radio program 97.1 the fan oh that was earlier today the skate, then that that was that's after the skate space, gotcha. and uh, the skate space is Jeff Savota, Jackets Insider on Twitter, and Dylan Tire. Yeah, I and, love them both. They're pretty cool. Yeah, Dylan Tire's who uh, I got the tickets from. Then when I when I won the Jackets uh, yeah, math this last yeah, week, sweet, pretty cool. I've been on that, and they invite the skate space. They invite people to come on, ask questions. Yeah, it's a lot of fans and shit. I've done it multiple times. It's a lot of fun and. Yeah, and I just don't want that to because like the, the type of people who might be interested in that are the type of people who might be interested in a podcast too. And the thing is, like, yes, 
we do it live, but you know, the audio's on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your um your podcast, and you can watch the replays on YouTube. Uh, we try to keep them like relevant to like like the last week, next week ish, like or so. Um, so yeah, check us out next Wednesday. Uh, keep posting to our Twitter for as to the time. Um, you got it. Kevin, take it away with your uh, beer and UBS stuff. Yes. Okay. So there it is. Union Blue Soldiers. It's a Blue Jackets group that I run. It's right here. And for all you people that are going to be listening this to this later on the audio side of things, it is me holding up a Union Blue Soldier scarf with the Blue Jackets, their jersey colors, dark blue, light blue, cream, and the Union Blue Soldiers logo on it. Anyways, follow Union Blue Soldiers on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and so much more. So check that out. Check out Union Blue Soldiers. And, of course, this is the brew jacket so with a little beer theme to it. So, you know, if you want some beer and you want a cool Blue Jackets-themed beer, why not check out Union Soldier, the new Blue Jackets-themed beer that Union Blue Soldiers has with Endeavor Brewing. Go check um, it out. Where can uh, they find it at? Yeah, so this is uh, our bar and a bunch of other bars in, in Columbus and – you can also go to Endeavor Brewing, get it on tap, or get it in a four-pack or a case. Ooh. That's what I did. Well, I, this past, uh, this pa- yeah, you can get it on draft. But nice. uh, this past October, I was in Columbus to see the Blue Jackets play. And when I went to Endeavor Brewing, got a four cases of this. And I shared it with my family and friends. and They love it. So, you know, check out Union Soldier. Go try this new fun Blue Jackets-themed beer. Excellent. Um, so, uh, you know, check out, check out the brew jackets anywhere, you know, yes, and you get, listen, go to the brew jackets, Twitter page and Where? check out the new sweet logo as the profile <laughs> picture, the union soldier holding the beer. It's so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. I love well, it. It's so good. Also keep your eyes out for some more artwork from me Yeah, with the oh, blue jackets. Yeah. They've, they've contacted me for some artwork in the past. I can't ruin the surprise yet. Um, but I've also, uh, I have some artwork coming out with their stuff on Valentine's Day or around Valentine's Day. So keep your eyes out for that. I'll be posting it when it comes out. I'm really excited about that, um, to be working with the Blue Jackets in that. Um, in that. And also, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you maybe see some other stuff from me with them, too. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, but in any case, check out Blue Jackets on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. If you're on... Um, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe to this video. Yeah. Ring the bell notification so you know when we go live because uh, that's what we mostly do. And also, um, don't forget to follow us anywhere you're following. You know, all the all the typical bullshit <laughs> uh, or whatever. You got to do it, though. Got to do, do it. Got to do it. helps us out a ton. We love doing this, you know. Uni Blue um, Soldiers, Brew Jackets, Uni Blue Soldiers. You got to do it. You got to do it. Anyways. Definitely. But uh, that's it for tonight's show. Thank you all for joining us uh, or watching us or listening to us, wherever you may be at. Uh, We shall see you soon. Goodbye. Shit, is it?